going from two income households to a one income household is very scary. So it's so helpful to talk to somebody with a financial background. And I actually eventually fired my lawyers because I was tired of paying all this money and seeing no results. And I went self-represented and it was then that I was very successful in court, including winning my costs. You know, when you are parents and you're negotiating all this stuff, you don't want to hate each other at the end of the process because you have to deal with each other for a very long time since you have kids together. You want to be able to cooperate. No one talked to me about strategy and you're very naive when you go into the process, right? You don't know anything. I mean, everybody needs emotional support, absolutely, but you have to figure out who you need to get the emotional support from. It's not your lawyer. Court system is very much backlogged because if you disagree on a fundamental value, that's not going to change. So how do you resolve that? And if that's what's causing you all this tension and friction in the home, that's something you really need to think through very carefully. You want to be talking to somebody where they'll use litigation when they have to and there's no other alternative, but they'll try to do something more amicable when the situation presents itself. Thank you so much for tuning in today. Welcome to the Business Brilliance Podcast, where every week we talk to business owners and entrepreneurs and get to know their business brilliance and share it with you. I am your host, Michael Santanato, and I'm a business owner and entrepreneur myself, and I just love talking business. Not like big corporate conglomerate business, but real grassroots, everyday people business. So if you're like me and you want to know what makes business owners successful and brilliant, and you love the journey of the entrepreneur from nothing to something, then join us every week and share it with a friend as we peel back the brilliance and implement it in our life and business. Now let's get on with the episode. Welcome everyone to the Business Brilliance Podcast. I'm your host, Michael Santanato. And it's time for another great episode. We've got a really, really cool one here for you. Talking about a really unique and interesting topic, but an important topic, which is mediation, divorce, settlement, negotiation with your partner. So my guest today is Neelam Dahl, and she is a accredited family mediator. She's an author and a divorce coach and the owner of Simple Solutions Mediation, which is the service here in the GTA And she helps people that are going through a divorce, about to go through a divorce, preparing for the divorce. She helps negotiate a settlement. It's a really unique topic. It's a essential need, okay? Some of you know I used to be in the relationships business. And so knowing where the divorce rates are, where they're going, what the problems of divorce and the legal battles and all that nasty stuff. I'm telling you, I personally believe that a mediator is a must option for you, okay? Rather than going to lawyers before going to lawyers, if that's necessary, having someone on your side to help you understand and walk through the process of divorce. If that's happening, whether it's you, it's a family member, it's a friend, it's a business partner, check out this episode, listen to it, enjoy it. And let's hear what Neelam has to say. Neelam, thanks so much for being on the show. Hi, Michael. Thanks for having me. It is my pleasure. Like I said, this is an important topic in our time right now, 2020. You know, we just hit the new year, Valentine's Day, like this is the time. So I'm guessing that, you know, you're pretty busy right now because the divorce rates are pretty crazy. Yeah, unfortunately, the divorce rates in Canada are similar to those in the U.S., which is about 50%. And, um, you know, unfortunately, we all know somebody 
that has gone through divorce or we are going through divorce ourselves. So it is certainly very important to get the right information. Agreed. And I believe that, you know, oftentimes lawyer fees intimidate people. So I'm guessing talking to someone like you before someone makes that leap or that commitment is probably a good idea, right? Uh, it's very helpful because, you know, I'm, I've been through it myself and really I learned the hard way. Unfortunately, when we first start going through it and we haven't been through something like that before, we don't really know anything about the whole situation or, you know, what's right, who to believe. And certainly there are good lawyers out there. But if you happen to get one that maybe doesn't have your best interest at heart, you wouldn't know, right? Because you've never been through it. So it's a good idea to get information and do your research to make sure that you are hiring the right professional for you and that you are thinking through what they're telling you and sifting through, you know, what makes sense and what may not necessarily make sense in your scenario. So you're a author and divorce coach and accredited family mediator. And a chartered accountant. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's right. You're also a chartered accountant. So you really know and you see the financial like explosions. interesting choice of word, like blow-ups that happen between families, between people, between business partners when divorce happens, right? Yeah. And I mean, absolutely. It is very scary, right? You're going from, uh, in many cases, a two-income household to a one-income household. You're wondering what's about to happen to my savings? What's about to happen to my lifestyle? How am I going to afford everything on one income? What does support look like? It's very scary. So it's so helpful to talk to somebody with a financial background because they can walk you through different alternatives for settlement. They can walk you through what makes sense in your financial situation versus what may not make sense for you. They can help you think through what are the tax implications because there are tax implications to divorce. And of course, the average person wouldn't know that because they're not trained in finance. So it's Mm -hmm. very, very helpful to talk to a financial professional that can help you sift through what are the best financial alternatives for you in that divorce. Mm-hmm. And me being a financial advisor myself, you and I would be kind of like a team in that person's, you know, roster to help them through this whole process, right? Absolutely. And particularly with, you know, either someone that's doing reasonably well, has some investments or a wealthy family or somebody that's in touch with a financial advisor, that can actually be the thing that helps the person settle. I actually just had a case with a very wealthy couple and one partner was, you know, like I just said, worried about how, what's my lifestyle going to be moving forward. And so talking that person through, well, actually you're going to be fine and here's why. And then one step further, I want you to talk through this with your financial advisor because they will give you more peace of mind. Like I can give you a ton of peace of mind, but it's nice when you hear it from more than one person, right? And in that situation, a financial advisor can Mm -hmm. be very helpful to talk them through different scenarios and what's this going to look like and how will we shift your finances to make sure you're comfortable. There are many things to consider. Like you said, taxes, there's a division of assets, right? Splitting up, you know, a family home, maybe a rental property, RSPs, investments, and then of course the lifestyle is impacted. So money's a part of all of this. Absolutely. So what I know for sure is like, This is a really valuable and important service, which is why I wanted to talk to you today because we feature people on this show with brilliant businesses and ideas and cool concepts and great strategies and, you know, great stories and things like that. I do see this as an essential need and you're going to be in business for a very long time for many reasons, you know, like obviously, you know, the financial reasons of uh, not having to use lawyers for every little thing and you know, lawyers talk really slow, so their, <laughs> hour, their hourly rate can be, re- you know, and then there's the emotional side, but you know, you've gone through this, but 
what I know for sure is your business is going to be around for a long time. But I bet in kindergarten and high school, you were not thinking, I want to help people with their divorce. Absolutely. It's funny where the universe takes you, right? Oddly enough, I actually wanted to be a lawyer when I was growing up and um, knew that, you know, you had to have a couple of years of university before applying to law school. And so, you know, in my cultural background, you're given a few choices of what you're going to be. It's lawyer, doctor, engineer, accountant, pick one, right? Knowing I needed a fallback, we family decision, we picked accounting and I never had a passion for it. I was good at it, but it wasn't really my passion, but it was a great career. And of course, through that whole you know, scenario of going through university thinking, well, why would I quit this degree to go into law school? I might as well finish the degree. I'm here. So then you finish the degree and you think, well, I'm already five years in. I might as well do the professional exams and then fast forward, you know, get my chartered accounting designation and thinking, okay, seven years later, I don't want to go back to school at this point. And so had a very lovely career in finance. And um, through all of that, I went through my own divorce and I actually divorced a lawyer of all things, which is not a pretty picture. And so I learned the family law system inside out personally. And I actually, in my own situation, my lawyers were taking a ton of money from me, but in my view, they were doing nothing for me to further me in this divorce. So we did that dance for years in court, got nowhere. And I actually eventually fired my lawyers because I was tired of paying all this money and seeing no results. And I went self-represented. And it was then that I was very successful in court, including winning my costs which was, you know, certainly validating, but it's not a pleasant experience. We eventually ourselves found mediation, which is not something that we knew about when we started the process, nor did our lawyers tell us about it. And in an afternoon of mediation, after years in court, we had a parenting plan. And that's what we were fighting for, for years in court. And it was that moment when I realized, wow, this family law system is really broken. And then I actually decided to go back to school and become a family mediator because I could see what value there was in doing this in an amicable way, saving your money. It's so much less stressful than going to court. You know, when you are parents and you're negotiating all this stuff, you don't want to hate each other at the end of the process because you have to deal with each other for a very long time since you have kids together. You want to be able to cooperate. And mediation is really a helpful way to do that because you don't come out hating each other. You're actually working together to come up with a solution for your unique family needs. That's really brilliant. All of that is really great. You know, you self-represented in court, which is amazing. You know, I think that's really incredible. You fired your lawyers. Like you took the essential important actions that many people are afraid to take, but you know that that's what you needed to do and you weren't seeing progress and results. So you decided to do that, right? So I fully commend you and acknowledge you for doing that. And that's what led you to the, the success and the ease of the success that you had. I mean, it's certainly, it's very scary. I was very scared when I did it too, but I, I felt like there was no other way out because it just wouldn't end. Doesn't mean that that's the right step for everybody, right? Everyone's situation is different and some people just don't have the stomach to do that kind of stuff, which is okay. That's when you find the right professional for you that can help you through it in the most cost-effective way and in the least antagonizing way, right? You don't want to be fighting with each other if you can help it. Mm-hmm. And I like that you said you don't need to hate each other or you shouldn't hate each other. You're going to be, if you have kids, you're going to be in each other's lives forever. So, you know, you do need to work together. So what was it like divorcing a lawyer? <laughs> I think that's pretty self-explanatory. Uh, it was very unpleasant. You know, he has a certain mindset that is not similar to my mindset. And so I've always been the peacekeeper, right? So for me, it was an easy, hey, let's sit at a table and come up with a solution. For him, he had the lawyer hat on all the time. And so that meant, no, he wanted to be in court and do his thing. 
but that wasn't what was best for our family, nor was it best for what was for our children, because naturally, if you're going to court, you are at odds with each other. What does that mean? That means you don't get along. What does that mean? It means it's harder to parent or co-parent together. Mm-hmm. And so how did you turn this into a business? How did you turn this into a service that you now offer and help people with? I guess having gone through it and seeing what value mediation brought to our lives, like I really didn't believe that we would come out with an agreement given what had happened for those past five years in court. And I was so nicely surprised with the result. And frankly, the result is the parenting plan that I had asked for five years earlier before ever hiring a lawyer. So for me, that was really um, eye-opening. And can you repeat the question? (laughs) So you had this amazing realization, right, in court, and you got what you wanted. And what was the epiphany where you're like, I need to do this for people? So actually, there was this information session that was how to become a family mediator. And because I was already thinking about it, it was what great timing. So I go to that information session and it was so obvious to me, like I had, oh my goodness, I had finally found my passion in life. I never had a passion for finance. So like I said, I was good at it, but it wasn't my passion. I think when you live through something, you develop a passion just organically from going through that experience. And so that was what it was for me. I knew that I had all this knowledge now having, you know, one dealt with the lawyers, gone to court, seen it in action, and then two, going self-represented and learning the law, I guess, in a different way, in a way to represent myself in a more amicable fashion and seeing the results and what I could do with that knowledge. Just, it was just so obvious to me that I was able to help people, not just, you know, the legal stuff, but really thinking strategically. Cause I found that was really missing for me in my process. No one talked to me about strategy and you're very naive when you go into the process, right? You don't know anything, but strategy is huge, particularly depending on the personality that you're dealing with, you really need to strategize on how to make this process most effective for both of you and your children, how to make it the most cost effective. You know, in really high conflict situations, you have to approach that other person in a certain way that you may not have to approach them if it wasn't a high conflict. No one talks about that stuff, but it's so important. So for me, it was, you know, this is a no brainer. I can absolutely add value to people. And it's really lovely to be able to see my clients move forward positively, right? They get so much more out of this process than I did. And I'm happy to see that it really brings me joy to be able to help them. Definitely preventing a lot of heartache and headache and stress and frustration, you know, in your service. So I really see the benefit there, guaranteed. Thank you. You also said that strategy is huge and people are usually naive when walking into this process. I feel like you hit the nail on the head because when I was in the relationships business doing you know, my own consulting and events and matchmaking and coaching and stuff like that, before I got into finance, I saw so many people that were really neglecting the the time and the energy required to go through this process, you know? Yeah, absolutely. So that you said people are naive, you're bang on. Like it is a mountain of work and meetings and emotions and conversations. And when I say mountain, I mean like Mount Everest. I don't mean like mountain hill in your backyard. You know, one of the mistakes many of us make, especially in the beginning when emotions are high, is we start venting to the lawyer. We start telling them, you know, 
maybe more emotional health and mental health issues, but that's not their job, right? Their job is to work with you through your divorce based on what the law says. It's not to deal with your emotions. So while they will be nice enough to listen to you, and certainly you're going to get charged for that time, it's not going to further you in the divorce. I mean, everybody needs emotional support, absolutely, but you have to figure out who you need to get the emotional support from. It's not your lawyer. You want to talk to the lawyer about, again, everything related to the law and how to get through the process divorce. But from a support point of view, you want to find that support person, which can be a divorce coach. You can kind of look at the divorce coach as a phone a friend, right? It's, it's, oh my goodness, this person is doing this or saying this, or this is what they're, you know, they're taking me through. What do I do? And it's sort of a nice person to bounce ideas off of when you're strategizing and they will help you strategize because obviously they have a background in divorce and they've seen different things and they see how certain alternatives work and what work may work better. And you know, we also will refer you to whatever professional you might need. Like certainly many people will need therapy. I'm, I like to be that one-stop shop where I can recommend other professionals that can help these people cope. So this is great. So you also provide as part of your service referrals for other services or um, aspects that are necessary to help the person. Absolutely. Like you need, you need all kinds of professionals in divorce, right? You need a real estate agent, whether you're selling, whether one of you is going to buy out the other person, you will need a financial advisor potentially depending on what your finances look like. And if you're looking for alternatives and what makes the most sense, you may need a therapist, you may need a mortgage broker. So I have all kinds of people like this in my network that I refer to that, you know, where there, it makes sense that person is a right fit for this person that's going through what they're going through. Mm-hmm. Fantastic. Really happy to hear that because it sounds like you're looking out for the clients truly and you're looking at all all aspects. Yeah, I think again, I think having gone through it, you you know, we understand exactly what it is you're feeling, what you're going through, what your fears are, your anxieties, and being able to help somebody. I think there's a big level of compassion that comes from somebody that's been through what you're going through. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, that can sometimes be missing if you don't hire the right professional for you. Mm-hmm. So, and I think that's really important to know, like I actually made the mistake of, which I don't normally do, but I, I went with the first divorce lawyer that I met because he was a shark and I thought that's what I needed in that moment. Right. And you really need to shop around. You need to find the professional that you click with because the person that you click with and you have the right chemistry with is probably the person that's going to be most effective for you. Fantastic. Well, I apologize, you know, that you've gone through that crappy experience, but Oftentimes they say, you know, like your pain becomes your purpose, right? So yeah, absolutely. I don't regret it. I have two gorgeous kids and, um, you know, life moves on. And now some great resources that we are excited to share with you. www.whatsmyrefund.com Whatsmyrefund.com is a website that will bring you to a tax recovery service for Canadians. This is a fantastic company that I've used over the years, and I think it's a brilliant resource. I just have to share it with you. Did you know that there are over $2 billion that the Canadian government knows they owe to Canadian citizens? This is a tax recovery service that will go through 10 years of your taxes for you on your behalf using a brilliant algorithm that they've created, which will quickly and instantly recognize in a short period of time if you have money that's owing to you from the government. They charge nothing up front, If they find anything, their fee is 33% of whatever they recover. It takes two minutes to fill out the application online, and you'll know within a short period of time if you'll be getting a refund. 
I myself personally have received over $3,000 from a refund. And this is after my father and I completed our taxes together. Oh, and by the way, my dad was a bank manager and he completed taxes for people on the regular. Much love, Dad. Thank you so much. But this service is dedicated to your tax recovery. Go to www.whatsmyrefund.com. What are the services exactly that you offer? So I offer mediation services, which is, okay, we know we're going to go through divorce and we'd like to choose a more amicable route. Mediation is certainly much less stressful than going to a courtroom and being in front of a judge. It's a lot faster. The court system is very much backlogged. And so a process in a mediation that could take, you know, maybe a month or a couple of months in a court setting could take you years to get through. So um, that's mediation services. Then there's divorce coaching, which is, you know, either you're thinking about it and you need more information or you've made the decision and now you don't know where to start and you need somebody to help you through that. Or it could even be that I'm in the middle of this awful court battle and I want to get out of it. How do I do that? Mm-hmm. And so you talk to a divorce coach and then you have to do financial statements for your divorce, whether you go through a lawyer or you go through mediation, it's the same financial statements. So because I'm a chartered accountant, I actually do all that paperwork for the clients, which they appreciate because one, it's very quick for me to do it since I have a financial background. And two, I can walk them through different alternatives. You know, something as simple as, you know, for us in a financial background, talking about an RESP and what's the strategy for withdrawing. And if there's two different households and two different parents, how's this, how is this going to work? Well, somebody without a financial background may not be able to walk you through all of that. So that can be very helpful. Awesome. Okay, very clear. Those are great services. I can see a need for all those things. I'm curious, how do you market? How do you find your clients? Like, you know, just from a business perspective, like on these podcasts, we talk about what your like marketing methods are. So in a way, it's like, I feel like, you know, there's the question is always like, where is my person? Where is my client? Where do they hang out? And I feel like yours are, Maybe I'm wrong, but they're like online on forums complaining or they're like talking to their friends and their family and they're just like complaining. And it seems really hopeless because it's not like a mechanic, you know where to go or a gas station, you know where to go. So how do you find them? How do they find you? So, I mean, that's the unique thing about this business. Everybody knows somebody going through divorce. So if you're talking to a business coach and they'll say, you know, figure out your target market and that's where you want to attend events. For me, like I said, if everybody knows somebody going through a divorce, it doesn't actually matter what event I attend, right? It's really just getting out there and networking with people and, you know, being top of mind for people. So when they bump into a friend or somebody that's going through it, they go, oh, I know this person. So when I started out, my business was all referral business, which was wonderful. And over time, as I dove into social media and getting out there and, you know, everything, Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, That really started picking up momentum. And so people are finding me on Google just by searching for a mediator or, um, you know, just by searching for a divorce professional. So it's kind of a combination, but I find really what made the most difference for me is just getting out there and networking and meeting people. And I think it really comes across somebody's intentions. Like I really am just out there to help people. I mean, I know how hard it is and I just want to see people get through it in a better way than I did. And I think that comes across because it's really not about the money for me. I'm curious, what are the signs, you know, like there's obvious signs when a divorce is time, you know, you're being abused, you're being neglected, you've spent seven years in therapy, nothing's changing, but there's some where it's not so obvious and people don't know that that's the action to take and it's not working. It's not going to work. Give us like to the people listening or the, or the people 
that maybe have friends and family that are in a poor relationship or something like that? Like, how do they know when the time is right to take that action, to make that commitment? It's so timely that you say that. I actually have literally a handful of friends in that situation right now, personal friends that, um, of course, they share with me naturally because I'm their friend, but also because of what I do. So for me on the outside, and it's so much easier when you're on the outside without the emotion attached to it to know what the answer is. But I would never, ever tell somebody that they need to make that decision because it's such a personal decision and it's going to change your entire world. So you really have to be ready in your mind, in your heart, in every part of your life. You have to be ready to make that decision if that's the right way to go. It's certainly good to vent to, you know, maybe a trusted friend who you know will not be walking around telling your business, but you have to be careful because, you know, while our friends and our families are very well-intentioned and they want the best for us, they don't necessarily know the family law and they don't necessarily know everything that's going on between you and your spouse, right? We kind of tell them our side of things. And so that means that the advice they're giving us is really only based on part of a story, which means that the advice is not the greatest advice because they don't know everything they need to know to help you through that decision. So, you know, it can be very helpful to talk to somebody or maybe even an objective, just like a therapist, just to talk through your emotions that might help you come up with the right decision for yourself after just, you know, saying it out loud. But again, I, you know, that's even with my friends that are, they, they're flip-flopping, right? One, one day they're like, yeah, that's it. I made the decision. The next day they say, no, can't make that decision. And I say the same thing to them. Like, you know, I'm not about to tell you what the decision is for you. I can tell you from an information perspective, here's what you need to know to make that decision. But you really have to be ready in your own heart of hearts. Is this the right thing for you? Very cool. That sounds like the wisdom of experience. (laughs) Well, the last thing you want to do is give somebody bad advice. I don't want somebody coming back to me saying, you told me to do this, if that's not the right thing for them, right? You, they need to make that decision. They, you want to give them all the information they need to make a good informed decision, but nobody can make that decision for you. Yes, agreed. My wife wanted me to ask, what are people hanging on to? So you can give the advice sometimes, but they need to make the decision. And some people just prolong it and prolong it and prolong it. What are people holding on to? That is such a great question. So, you know, it can vary person to person. One thing is fear, fear of the unknown. What does this mean for me in my life and the life of my children and the money, right? Like, how will I afford this? That's a huge fear that people have. Certainly divorce is not easy and obviously things will change, but it doesn't always mean they're going to change for the worse, right? Sometimes it actually changes for the better financially speaking. And here's an example. If let's say one of you is a saver and one of you is a spender. If you are the saver and you leave that relationship, by default, you're doing better financially because you don't have this person who's draining your money, mm-hmm. right? So that one thing is fear. The other is another aspect of fear is, you know, how is this going to change my lifestyle? How is this going to change things for the kids? Is this the right thing for the kids? Sometimes we get so bogged down thinking that if I'm divorced, I'm somehow screwing up my kids. And I was victim of that same thinking, right? I, you know, for years knew that was this was a bad relationship, but felt like, geez, I'm going to screw up my kids if I do this. Not realizing, and hindsight's 2020, not realizing that it's actually way better for them in this situation because we're not fighting in front of them anymore. We're in our own homes. We have so much more peace in each individual house because it wasn't a good relationship. So sometimes it's hard for people to see that having not yet made the decision. 
And then when they get to the other side, they realize, wow, I can breathe again. Uh Right. Like it's easier emotionally in a way, obviously the process is hard, but once you get past that hurdle, things are much better. So fear is a big one. And then, you know, I do know of some people where they don't actually cut the tie because they feel like they can't survive financially. And in fact, they are separated and or divorced living in the same home. But the problem is the dynamics are still there because you're living together. And so while you might think you're separate and apart, you're not. You're living in the same home and you're still having the same battles. It's funny. It's really, really interesting. A lot of times people put off the decision because of their kids and they think that by staying in the marriage, they're doing the right thing for the kids. Yes. But it's actually completely opposite. Absolutely. It's funny how it's completely opposite because kids know what's going on emotionally, intuitively. They feel the tension. They feel the energy. They're not stupid. They're very observant. You know, somebody told me kids don't do what you say. They do what you do. They are very smart. They pick up on a whole lot of stuff that we don't realize. And, you know, even in my own personal situation, which is why I knew, you know, when going into it, you're always wondering, is this the right thing? Right. And coming out of it, I see it is absolutely the right thing in my situation. We laugh so much more now. We don't have that tension all the time, right? The kids are in a much better place. They have their rules at dad's house. They have their rules at mom's house. They're so resilient. Like, I'm just so proud of them. And, you know, lots of kids, they're very resilient. We think that they won't be able to handle it, but maybe we're doing a detriment to them by living in something that's really full of friction. Toxic. Absolutely. Perfect word. Absolutely. Sometimes it's toxic. Like I've seen situations where um, it's passive aggressive and then there's situations where it's just aggressive aggressive, you know, but both are toxic. Just because it's passive aggressive doesn't mean it's not toxic. It's definitely toxic. A hundred percent. You know, sometimes actually people, another reason that they'll stay is that they feel like, or they are hoping that the other person's going to change. And, you know, in my view, people don't really change. Like, yes, you can tweak certain things and certain habits, maybe that aren't the best habits, but to your core, you are who you are, right? And if the two of you aren't getting along, that person's likely not going to be changing in a significant way. So if it's not working now, you, know, you got to be really careful of what your expectations are for change. What did you say? Your expecta- change your expectations of change? If you're not happy, if you're hoping that this other person is going to change and then things will be better, you have to just be realistic in your expectations of what they can change. Yes. What is the reality of who they are versus things they can tweak about their personality if those are things that are causing you difficulty, right? It doesn't mean they're wrong or bad people. It just means it's not working for you. Mm-hmm. So, you know, if they're to their fundamental core of that's not going to change. Mm-hmm. You have to kind of identify what are the things that bother me about this person? Are these things that I can compromise on? Are these things that I can look past? Or are these fundamental values that we disagree on? Because if you disagree on a fundamental value, that's not going to change. So how do you resolve that? And if that's what's causing you all this tension and friction in the home, that's something you really need to think through very carefully. That's very powerful. Fundamental values. I feel like that is the essential piece. And that is, I think, what marriage needs to be based on in the first place, right? Is do your values align? You know, some people get married too quickly and they don't think it through or they they do it very young. But values is where you need to match like 100%. And sometimes you believe you you are matching, but then 
maybe you're really young when you get married. And so maybe you haven't really fully come into yourself. And so you don't even actually know what your, all your values are. And as you grow up, you know, and you age, the two of you change. And now sometimes you grow apart and your value system changes. You might've entered into a really good relationship in the moment, but after some period of time, it's no longer good for you. Let's talk for a minute about divorce as a business. I don't mean your business. I mean like the divorce industry, you know, like the businesses, the lawyers, the legal teams, the court systems, like I kind of compare it to the um, the injury lawyers, you know, the personal injury lawyers. Like in America for years and years, there's been ads and marketing like crazy. Car accident? Call this number right now. Got hit by a bus? Call this number right now. <laughs> you know, yeah. several years ago, I noticed it starting to creep into Canada in these these diamond and diamond and these all these personal injury lawyers, their ads, their budgets are huge, huge. It scares the crap out of me. And several years ago, I was like, oh, yep. you know, they're encouraging the same kind of like, sue them, sue the pants off them, get paid for nothing culture. Don't get me wrong. Sometimes there's a, there's a need and sometimes it's important. But I feel like with all the encouragement and all the marketing that we're seeing and the spending of the advertising everywhere, you know, God injured, you deserve money, call quick. Like, I feel like that is just cancer for society, which removes responsibility, places blame. And uh, it's just like a financial free-for-all, which really, you know, knowing money and tracking money as I do as an advisor, it doesn't work that way. It's not a fairy tale, magical land. You have to earn it. So I see some of the similarities with divorce with, like you said, you know, lawyers and, you know, happily taking your money. Can we talk about that? What's your experience or your thoughts on that side? So I personally had a very bad experience and it was, I felt very taken advantage of in this moment where you're emotional and stressed out and scared and anxious, you need somebody who's not going to take advantage of that. And again, not all lawyers are bad. There are good lawyers out there. You just have to find them, right? The problem is if you end up with somebody and it's like any profession, there are good professionals in that profession and there are not so good professionals in that profession. Every profession has that. But if you find one who doesn't have your best interest at heart, those are the people that may not necessarily talk to you about strategy. And again, that strategy can save you thousands of dollars because you want to forecast, okay, if I decide to go down the court route, what does this look like for me? What's the outcome? And it's not just the financial outcome. It's what is the outcome of how I'm going to be able to co-parent with this person? Are we going to hate each other at the end of this court battle? Because if you are, is that the right Root. It might be in like there are some situations where there's no other alternative. Like nothing's going to end unless you go to court and you get a judgment from a judge. That does happen, unfortunately. But there are a lot of situations where you don't need to do that. So you want to make sure that the professional you are talking to is not, you know, litigation is their only route. You want to be talking to somebody where they'll use litigation when they have to, and there's no other alternative. But they'll try to do something more amicable when the situation presents itself. So these are really good questions to be asking a lawyer, like, what is their view? What is their strategy? How do they work? What, you know, are they always in court? Do they help clients settle outside of court? What does that look like for that professional? Very cool. I never would have thought of that. Knowing what their strategy is going to be, knowing that litigation is not the only route. I feel like that's beneficial. And when I went through it, same thing, like, you know, here we, we were going down this fierce battle and I actually did call another lawyer just to see, like, what, like, this is brutal. What's going on? And that lawyer said to me, you know, had you come to me in the beginning, he actually said to me, I would have strategized with you. That's the first time I've ever heard a lawyer say that. And I thought, wow, the problem is now I've invested so much time and money with this lawyer 
if I go to the next lawyer, I have to start all over with him or her, right? And so then that becomes an issue because you're thinking, well, I've just you know dumped all this money on this person, but then I'd have to start all over explaining where we're at. They'd have to review all the documents that have been processed so far. And so then your hands become tied. Mm-hmm. It's really imperative to find the right professional from the get-go. Okay, cool. So what kind of steps should someone take when they know that it's time? When they've made the decision, they've already declared, they've done the emotional searching, they're fully clear now, okay, you know, and now it's time. What should they do? What should the first step be? Research, research, research. So one is talking to a divorce professional, like a divorce coach, potentially a mediator. I mean, you certainly, you need legal advice to understand what the family law rules are. What are your rights and obligations under family law? So you absolutely need a lawyer to understand that. But you, you know, knowledge is power. So the more information you have up front, the better. And that also includes understanding your financial situation, both yours and your partner's. Because unfortunately, many times, one person will have given up control over the finances and they have no clue what's going on. Now, if you're dealing with somebody who's very transparent, that may not be the biggest issue. But if you're dealing with somebody who might be a challenge in the process, who may not be transparent, if you don't know anything about your finances, you're at a real disadvantage when going through the process. So the key is trying to figure out all that information actually before you make your final decision. The more information you have, the better off you will be. And obviously in divorce, there's a lack of trust. The minute you say those words to your partner, suddenly people stop sharing information. Suddenly you're left wondering, well, what does this person make? Or, you know, what are our assets? Because I didn't do any of the finances. What's our debt? I have no idea. So you want to do all that research before, you know, you say that final word. Okay, awesome. How do you build trust? Because I get the sense, you know, that this is a, Obviously, it's like a sacred, you know, mission that you have, and it's like a sacred moment in someone's life. So how do you build that trust to, you know, help them understand, like, they can trust you and, like, you know, you've been through this and uh, they can work with you? I tell parts of my story that are relevant to that person. It's not about me. It's just about what, if I tell them something that I've been through that is parallel to their, what they're going through, that helps build a relationship for us, right? That helps them see, oh, she knows, she gets it. She gets me and what I'm going through. So that that's a big piece of it. You know, I think just showing up and listening to somebody and really having compassion. You know, I think, again, like any profession, sometimes some people can sort of lose that level of compassion because they see it so often. I certainly have not lost that level of compassion. It's hard. Divorce is hard. And just because you go through... The, the actual process and it's over, it doesn't mean that the stress ends just like that. So it's very helpful to talk to someone who gets it and can actually talk you through not just, okay, here's the process now, but what happens at the end and how does it all work? And if there are still bits of friction, how do we navigate that in the best way possible? So really just being able to talk through all of those things. You know what I find it's nice. It's, you know, a, a client will say maybe two or three things about their spouse. And based on what they've told me, I'll rhyme off. Okay, so this is how they think. This is what they're looking for. This is how they deal with you. And they're so amazed. How did you know that? It's just by listening, right? you got to be a good listener in this business. And that also really develops a connection because they know that you're hearing them. You have that. You have that understanding because you've been through it. And we've actually been friends like for years we've actually known each other for years we've met at many different events and and meetings and places and conferences and things like that so i 
only like to work with people that know how to, you know, speak the truth, speak their truth, be authentic, come from the heart. And, you know, that's you. So. Oh, thank you, Michael. I appreciate that. Yeah, my pleasure. I mean, it's like, it's unfortunate, you know, that we have to go through the pain or the dark to get to the light, as my wife would say, but it is par for the course. It's part of the journey, you know? It is. You know, we all go, everybody has challenges in life, whether it's divorce or something else, we all go through something. So, you know, if we can use that, somehow turn that into a positive, it's not easy by any means, but, you know, you have two choices, right? You can either go down the path of a dark path and just continue to spiral, or you can use that experience and figure out how can I turn this into a positive? What, you know, what can I, what can I do with this that doesn't take me down a dark path forever? Amazing. I'm thrilled that you are doing this for people. And I appreciate you being on the show today. Is there anything you want to share or tell people before we go? So I think we kind of touched on it. It's really knowledge is power, right? Do your research, do your homework. Don't just take the first professional that you speak to uh, at face value. Talk to a few professionals. Make sure you have enough information to make an educated decision about the things that you're about to do. Awesome. And how can people get a hold of you? How can they get in contact with you? So my website is simplesolutionsmediation.ca. They can find all of my social media handles on there and my contact information there. And, uh, you know, happy to offer any of your listeners a free phone consultation if they're thinking about it and they need some information. Simplesolutionsmediation.ca. Right. Great. And we'll have those links for everyone in the show notes and the description on the website. I want to say thank you, Neelam, on behalf of everyone for being with us here today, for sharing your experience your journey, your business, and your service with us and with the world. Thank you so much, Michael. I really appreciate your time. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Business Brilliance Podcast. I am your host, Michael Santonato. If you liked this show and you want to know more, then check out businessbrilliancepodcast.com. Give us some feedback, drop us a line, or if you know a great guest, then let us know. Please leave us a review wherever you get your podcasts. Join us next week when we talk to another great entrepreneur and talk about their business and what makes them brilliant. Do you want to be a guest on the show? Let us know at our website, businessbrilliancepodcast.com. Have a great week and stay brilliant. And subscribe for more great episodes.